Welcome to episode 78 of the Inside Jogging Podcast. Plenty to cover tonight, including the inter-counties, cross-country in Loughborough, some half marathons on the road, and British Athletics' decision to focus on medal potential over filling teams. But before all of that, in a week where Britain got battered by snow and then wind, let me welcome to the show a man who has snow problem battering his special blocks. How's things in southern Spain, Joshua? Yeah, all good. Do you know what? I don't think I'm in southern Spain, though, am I? I think it's East Spain. Are you not on the bottom of Spain? Uh, not certainly not on the bottom. Bottom. I reckon. Never I'm eat shredded wheat. <laughs> I'm googling it. Anyway, I'm gonna carry on. Um, let's welcome our co-host to the show this evening, who braved the mud over in Loughborough this weekend, gone, and realised how much of a roadman he has now become. Wagwan Trainer. Wagwan. Um. It's safe to say I am definitely a roadman now. My calves are like graphite. Have you got the puffer jacket jacket and man bag? It's on order. It's on order. Making peas. Josh, you found out where you are yet? I would say it's southeast. We'll go with we're both right. Um, should we get into some trainer weeks? Josh, do you want to go first? Because... I know you're nice and prepared because you just come back from an airport run. You're going to tell us why you're late? You're going to put some blame on people live on air? Yeah. Uh, Sam Harrison was late for a run, <laughs> which made me late to go pick Josh up, which made me late for the podcast. Um, but yeah, Josh has just got back from Lisbon. He's only just finished the race, actually. <laughs> Didn't he, was um, he quicker than you? No, he was about five seconds slower, I think. Okay. Don't worry, I was watching that finish line very, very closely. He was uh he was about five seconds behind the first woman. So you need to think. Okay. Um well, yeah, I can do my week, first my week first. You, your week started with him, so go into that. Yeah. Um so coming off the back of racing in Rome, um, so Monday was just a recovery eight miles, so six thirty threes. Um, yeah, did that with Josh. It's quite nice to have some company. Uh, and then Tuesday, it was pretty windy all week. Um, some days worse than others, but Monday, uh, Tuesday was yeah quite well, quite windy. Um, so I did ten miles, five fifty nines. My ankle was a little bit stiff, um, but it, it's kind of eased off through the week actually, which is good. <clears throat> then uh, that was in the morning. Wow, lunchtime. Then I think. There's a few few times you didn't like how close I doubled together this week, and I think this is probably one of them. Aaron, um, th- this one's certainly not the worst. I ran. I think one it was. Then I, I think it was the Wednesday, seven. wasn't it? I took offence to. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, yeah, so I ran out around with Josh in the evening. Uh, we did five miles, six thirty sevens. Um, then Wednesday, we did twelve miles easy. Um, this was at one thirty at 554s and this is the one you didn't like i then went out and ran at a uh, 652 i did another five miles at 635s so probably as well i'd say if i finish roughly about three-ish three, yeah it's four, about five. it's about four hours wasn't it 
Um, yeah, plenty, plenty of time. How and do you I spend think, your four hours in between? Working. Yeah, I, I had a few, I think I had a meeting. That's why I went a little bit later and I was like, the problem is sometimes my Achilles is a bit stiff in the morning. So it's just pretty unpleasant running early. So I was just like, well, I'd just rather run at lunch. And uh, just to, uh, I know you've had really bad weather this week. Josh, uh, Josh's title on his run was a bit chillier, had to wear a t-shirt tonight. Thought you'd like that. Yeah. Any any issues you have with wind and weather, you can shout out. <laughs> to be fair, I think it was windier here on Friday than you've had it today. Nah. You've got 45 mile an hour gusts. You know, it's 60 here today, right? 60 plus. Oh, yeah. You also, know, you also know the Lincolnshire wool, don't you? <laughs> double it. It's double, yeah. <laughs> double it plus eight. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, Thursday. So I went out in the morning actually Thursday and uh, it was an 18 mile run. Um, and Rob wanted sort of 14 in the middle, a little bit around, around about five thirties. Um, so the first, the, the, I went to the canal. So the first like four, you kind of go one way and then you turn 90 degrees. So generally I find if you've got headwind, the first four, you've probably got a bit of a tailwind on the second four and then or vice, vice versa um, when you flip. So the first two um, were into headwind and then the first two were sort of the, it, I would say it's tempo, it's kind of like bottom end tempo really. Um, they were into the wind and then when I turned, it was backwind, so that was, uh, or tailwind, that was quite nice. And then I kind of just sort of got into a rhythm. I didn't really look at my watch, so I just carried on running sort of to film or so. Um, yeah, so it ended up too too sort of too easy. Fourteen at five twenty threes, and then too easy at the end as well. So it was eighteen miles, five twenty nines. Oh, it looks like he wants to say something. No, so I was I was reading. I saw my comment on your next run. I think I was wondering what it was related to. Then I just remembered. Anyway, yeah. So uh, um, yeah. So I, yeah. I, um, we'll we'll come to it. I'll talk a bit at the end of the week, but I'm just. I just can't get my head around how you can run each run so fast. It, it baffles me when you come to my week. <laughs> yeah, so that was um, Thursday. Then Friday, went out at lunchtime and did 10 miles recovery. And the first four were brutal. And my legs actually came off Thursday a little bit tired. Um, and I felt like I was kind of hitting the ground and just not bouncing. Um and I was quite, because Josh had run already and he said, it is grim outside. So I was kind of expecting to be running sort of seven minute mile in through to that wind. Because like I say, it was about 40 miles an hour to August. Um And I looked at my watch, I think it was three, four miles in and it was like 6.39s. I thought, oh, this is actually pretty, pretty fine. And then when I turned, oh my God, the sun, it was 28 degrees. It was absolutely bliss. Wind on my back was just flying um so i ended up doing 10 miles 6 18 so that was a really nice run actually so that was all i had on friday um between friday and saturday it looks like i joined packed coffee club run running group i'm sure um i actually have a subscription with them so how, how often uh i get one once a fortnight so i've probably got quite a few packs when i get back me too um bourbon yeah, very good bourbon Bourbon cream is the best. I get the assorted one, so I like the surprise each time. 
I bet you do. <laughs> Moving on. Um, <laughs> Saturday, I had 12 miles easy. So I actually biked in the morning with um, so Cali, Thackeray, Sam Harrison, and now 20 minute here at the minute. Um, and we sort of said we'll take it in turns to bike with each other on each other's session. So they had a session in the morning and I biked with them. Got pretty sunburnt. And then I was like, oh, I've got 12 miles to do. So I went and did that in the evening. Um, and I actually felt pretty good. Uh, I did 12 miles, 553s. It, it was pretty hot, actually, by the by the time I sort of got going. And then that brings me to Sunday. So Sunday, I've, I've been, I say dreading. Dread is not the right word. I was quite nervous for, because I had this, this special block. You've been so excited for this. Excited, yes, but nervous as well. Like quite apprehensive because it is quite a big, um, a big sort of day. So it's basically thirteen miles in the morning. So you're five miles easy, six miles at marathon pace, two miles easy. Thank you. Um, and then the same in the evening. So I know I know what Aaron's going to say when we come to the second one. So it's five miles like easy feel, six miles what marathon. I'm going to say effort. Get that in, and then two miles easy. So the in the morning. It was again. It was pretty bleak, breezy on the canal. Um, the first four miles were into the wind, and then I turned one mile. So I basically did five miles out, and then I was going to do five back, and then flip for the last half mile. I couldn't really think in my head of the best way to do it, so that's what I did. Um, so the first mile of the effort. Uh, well, actually, I'll just do the easy. So the easy was first five miles was six oh nines, and Sam jumped in with me on that. Because she had a long run, and then when I flipped, I had headwind for the first uh, hard mile, which was five twenty one. I was like, "Oh, this is this is grim." And I don't feel I didn't feel great. And then I went five oh nine, five seven, five five, five four, five eleven. So the next four pretty strong tailwind, to be honest. Then that last hard mile, <clears throat> I flipped, and I basically got four hundred in. I thought this is horrendous. So I basically just flipped again, got back to the start and then flipped again and then flipped again. So I, I do want to admit, I basically just couldn't do a, a, a hour, I'm sorry, a mile into the, into the wind. So I yeah, basically just went out and back um, and then did 558, 551 the last two miles. So that was 13 miles at 539s. And then in the evening, I did the same. And... I'll, be, I'll just do the paces. So the first six, uh, first five mile block was six minutes flat. Then the, it was much stiller uh, in the evening. Um, so I started off, I went 507, 54, 52, 52, 458, 459. And then the last two miles were 549, uh, sorry, 548, 558. So it's 502s for the block. And I know Aaron's going to say it's probably too quick, but it felt actually really good once I got going. Um, did you have yeah, a tailwind in the afternoon? It was, it was, no. It, it, if anything, I would say it was a, a very slight headwind, and it was the opposite to the morning. But it was okay. very minimal, I'd say. Before Shane comments, mate, I'm far too tired to go into you. Simon Fell says, what shoes did you wear for both? I wore Alpha Flies in the morning, and I wore Vapor Flies in the evening. And I actually think that's one of the reasons I felt better in the evening. From that session alone, I'm going to wear Vaporflies in the moment. Alpha Fly 2 and Vaporfly 2. 
yes. Have you not got your new Vaporfly threes? I I have, but they're in England. Okay. I've heard Alphafly two are terrible. I just think they're a bit sluggish. Yeah, that's why you should bulk up in the old ones. I've heard the same about Vaporfly three. To be honest, anyway. Yeah, I mean, I don't know too many people who have run harder than yet. Jimmy, I know Josh Grace Jimmy, likes them. Jimmy Gressier did yeah, I saw that, a 10k in the freeze and then went back to the twos for his half where he ran sub 60. But he also did a cross country this weekend and finished it eating a crepe. <laughs> he did. True. <laughs> so, what, um, what are you going to finish eating at London, Josh? Uh, hopefully, fried. Well, if, if you if you keep up uh, 502s, you'll be eating your shoulder, mate. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I'm gonna I'm gonna dive in now. I'm I'm not I'm not gonna lay into you because we we all know that I I full well believe that you've just gone far too quick. I I am, and I probably say a lot of people will concur. Genuinely impressed that you can just do this. Yeah, like that's it, my overriding feeling as well to the week. You you uh, ran. I said, I think I said to Shane, you ran at four o'clock on Saturday evening. So you did 12 miles at 5.53s and then obviously 26 at 5.35s on Sunday. So in the space of less than 24 hours, you did, what, 38 miles at about 5.40s, something. Yeah, probably. Madness. I did, I did think that when I did the 12, I thought, oh, maybe I've left this a bit late. And I thought maybe that's why I felt a little bit ropey in the morning. I mean, it might have been. I actually think Thursday lasted in my legs a little bit longer than I anticipated. I was a little bit, a little bit naive, to be honest. I thought Thursday would be probably, like, I didn't really think of it much. I didn't even think but, of it as a session. I just thought it was you, a run. You'd also got last Sunday in your legs. You raced a half on yeah, the hills. Yeah, I mean, that, that seems ages ago, to be honest. However, most impressive is your cracking tan. Josh is sitting there. Thank you. <laughs> it's the most tanned I've ever seen him, I think. He's going to come... Three weeks. He's going to turn off on the start line at London and people are going to be worried. Who's this? I think I'm in 203 shape. Yeah. But yeah, that was my week. I did 106 miles, average pace, 555s. Bosh. And, and that's probably with, with some runs that I've... is the slowest you've run in ages as well. Yeah, there was a couple of recovery runs in there. So Monday, Monday, uh, Wednesday, Friday, I just ran pretty, pretty slow. So, so my, my question is going to be, I've got, I mean, it'd be lovely if I'm wrong, but I've got no doubt, like, low fives is too fast for marathon pace. What, but what is your, like, what is your aim? What, like, what are you and Rob sort of going for for London? Have you discussed that yet? Very briefly this weekend before I did that session. Um, so I think um, I'm quite reluctant to say, but I've I've got a ballpark two fourteen to two fifteen sort of range. Okay, what's that five five eight five seven to five nine? Yeah, okay. That's why I that's why I ran that in the morning, and then I only ran faster in the evening because I felt class. Like I genuinely <laughs> didn't feel like I was running much harder. Well, probably actually easier. What are your thoughts then? So let's say, you know, you felt class in the evening. Have you got anything yeah. for the next couple of weeks where if you do feel class, you're going to be like, actually, because yeah. what you want to do is feel class on race day as well. You, 
after you taper, that's what you expect. You expect to feel in on top of your game because you're peaking. Um, so are you going to do a session where, like, when you're feeling class, you're going to be like, right, I'm actually going to lock on to, say, 5'8 to 5'10 or, or whatever, that type of ballpark, just to see, like, how you feel. Like, if let's say if you were doing, like, a 14-mile tempo, rather than rather than push that faster pace, will you do anything where it's like, actually, I'm going to go at my my ballpark? So I think what you asked will be answered on Sunday. So I've got a really big session on Sunday, which when you look at it on paper is quite intimidating. And I think um, that will be a good indicator because I think the thing is, it depends how far into the, the workout you are. So on, on th- Sunday, to give you some context, I've got four miles easy, but like not a jog. So it'd be like sixes. Then eight miles at marathon pace, one at threshold, four at marathon pace, one at threshold, two at marathon pace, four easy. So that's a big old day. 24 miles but that's going to be like so the first eight i suppose would be a good opportunity for you to be like right i'm going to get run off so i need to run basically well i mean well obviously it's what what your coach has set but i would argue and say that first day you want to be locking on to actually what is the slower end of your marathon pace get some confidence that's comfortable because then once you dive in and out of threshold surely that's going to get brutal pretty quick yeah yeah exactly i think once you dip down it'll be very interesting because i think it's when i dip down how well i can recover yeah and to be brutally honest like not being i absolutely don't want to sound arrogant but i don't think i need any confidence in it because i think i've taken a lot of confidence to some like sunday i took a lot of confidence in how i felt in that second run i have no no yeah no nervousness that i can run sort of five and five nine five eight five seven cool but i think the yeah some of these sessions are really big and i think if i can get through them yeah i i think i should be fine but i definitely agree i don't want to go into i think the key is on runs like that you don't want to go in blow your load in the first eight and you're coming home in a in a horrible bag of shit literally so yeah we, we're I think I, I, yeah exactly so I think the first sort of first hard rep at least. Oh look at this, this is service. Got Josh Griffiths there bringing me a cup of tea. Flipping out. <laughs> um, so wow. yeah, I th- I think that's that's the way I'm viewing it at the moment. Cool. We've got we've got a question about the special block, so we'll probably go back to it in a second. <laughs> I was gonna go to you, Shane. But I'm just gonna rattle through my week because it's really dull. Um I, I did run every day of the week, but as I mentioned last week, I am full-time house husband this week and the weather has been terrible. So Monday, I took Eliza to know, I took Monday and Tuesday off actually off work. So that's why Monday around at 9.30 with Ruth, did seven miles at 7.25 by the looks of it, bit of off-road in there. Um, all good. We had a bit of a debrief. Ruth did Trafford. We discussed why Shane ran so terrible, and I gave her all the answers. You'd be glad to know. So, what I heard answers? she, I heard she messaged you in the week, which I'll come to on Friday's run because we'll we'll talk about that again in a second. Um, I didn't have any answers for you, mate. I just oh. said, I think we recorded the pod that night, so I probably said what I said on that run. 
anyway, that was Monday. Tuesday did six by four minutes. Um, and we did it off two minutes recovery because because I did the long run on Sunday instead of Saturday. Shane said I should probably take longer recovery, so I did. I took two minutes, and I ran the four minutes at about three ten pace, I think. 310 to 312, so a little bit quicker than I'd ran the the Ks the other week. So working towards threshold-ish felt pretty good. Cracked through that, 11 miles, 618 average, did three warm-up, two cool-down. All good. I do need to give my treadmill a service. It's starting to squeak a little bit, so probably should do that. I've nailed far too many miles on it in the year. I was going to say that that is not going to be the reason. It's probably cold or something. <laughs> I've done no. To be fair, I've done a lot. Well, this week I did pretty much all my running on it, and I think you met serves them after like I don't know four hundred miles or something stupid. You meant to do something. I haven't done anything anyway. Um, Wednesday, I did seventy easy on the treadmill, and. Same as Thursday, did 70 easy on the treadmill just before I picked up Eliza. The, we had snow on Wednesday and Thursday. And it wasn't just snow, it was like blizzard conditions. And especially, actually, I think Friday was the worst. Friday, um, it snowed quite a lot between like 9am and 11am. But because we we're in March, by 1pm, it all gone. Yeah, both runs on the treadmill. I've spent a lot of the week watching uh, documentaries about Mormons. <laughs> There's two documentaries about um, LDS churches and craziness. Um, so that wasted some treadmill time. Do There's some odd what, people in America. Do you know what soaking is? Soaking. Google Mormons soaking. I don't know if I should. Do I need to put? You need to say search on. Yeah. <laughs> don't be telling listeners to do this sort of thing if it's dangerous. Um. Anyway, that's Wednesday, Thursday. Boring as anything, and it, they were a real grind. Even I, after spending like three days on the treadmill, start to get very bored. Friday, instead, I got outside in the afternoon. Uh, Jenny's mum came over to look after Eliza, so I went to join Ruth, eight miles at seven twenty twos. And on this one, Shane, Ruth told me that she'd listened to the podcast and messaged you about your stitch, and your response was something about, I don't know, just straight to the point. I said, "Well, at least he's like that. That's why I like him. It'd be better than him just saying, oh, yeah, I'll give it a go,' but he has no intentions of giving it a go." I think you were like, fuck it. I've got no money, Ruth. I ain't doing it. Oh, that was it. We're talking about some scans and stuff. She's like, oh, have you thought about um, going to get some more? I was like, yeah, but it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Anyway, that was that was Friday. Um, the sun come out by that point. All good. Then Saturday was... And apps. So sat, the weekend was worse because Eliza obviously didn't have nursery. Um, and that meant I had her all day. I had the best intentions of getting up Saturday morning and doing my long run 
early before she got up. So that meant I thought I was going to have to get up at, well, about 5.40 to go on the treadmill. I snoozed the alarm, got up at 10 past six and was like, I can still get an hour and a half done here. Started to walk down my stairs to, we've got three floors. I'm not going to rub it in, but started to walk down my stairs and Eliza started to wake up at 10 past six. I was like, great. So meant no run. Then we had that terrible birthday party I told you about. So I had to sit there, sit through that. Um, I don't think any of the parents listened. So, yeah, some some interesting characters. Then had 95 minutes of pure stress with Hipswich playing again. Um, 10 games of the season still to go. So that's 900, well, probably another 1,000 minutes, which will probably take about seven years off my life in the next few weeks. Shane, your bet of Derby winning the league is out the window. So, thank you for that. Fifty of a week. Good. So I put Lice to the bed, and I was because I'd been up so early. I was pretty tired, and I was like, I nearly said, I need to text you, Shane. I was like, do you know what? I'm just gonna have a rest day. And I was like, no, go give it a go. So I went in the garage, and when I started to warm up. I felt really, really good. Even though I felt really tired, like five minutes before, I felt really good. And I just knew that two hours on the treadmill at quarter to eight at night, finishing at quarter to 10, was going to be painfully, it wasn't going to happen. So I thought, I'm going to do some intensity. I initially settled on the idea of 20 by K, so 10K on off. Um, so I, I did 5K warm-up, started that first K at 3.18s. So a little bit, well, where I started the session the other week. And I then thought, now I'll do 2K on, 1K off. Then I was like, I'll do 3K on, 1K off. Then I only have to do five reps or something. I was basically trying to calculate in my head how I could do as little as possible cool down at the end. And get it done quickly. Just do what I do. Just run a, run the cool down quick. So I did 5K warm-up, 16K tempo at 318s. Didn't change it. So it obviously wasn't my threshold because that is about an hour tempo. So <laughs> that was pleasing in some respects. Um, and I felt fine other than it just seemed like a long time. It didn't sort of hurt aerobically. It just seemed like a long time to be running, which it was. And then still, to get to close to two hours, I had far too long left. So I did five minutes jog. Then I did five by two minutes at what is probably closer to threshold at 3.09s off two minutes jog. And to be fair, by the fourth rep of that, my legs were tiring, which is to be expected. But importantly... When I finished that, I only had two mile jog to get to thirty one k. So anyway, nineteen point three miles, five fifty ones, hour fifty three. Josh, are you proud of me? Yeah, I, you told me this on. Uh, did I call you on Sunday? And I did. I yeah. was my my first um, feeling was probably more surprised. 
But yeah, I'm, I'm actually no. I'm glad you. Um, firstly, I'm glad you ran a little bit harder. But yeah, getting some volume yeah. in as well and quality. It was more the fact that I got it in at seven forty. I was like, nobody can have a go at my motivation. Yeah, very true. Um, but yeah, I suppose the the thing for me was I was surprised at three eighty. And look, as I said before, the treadmill is soft, but I ran those Ks on at 318s every week and that was about right so to do 16k straight off and then still do some quicker reps the fitness is coming i think um Um, so let me i'll just do so sunday um i jenny's mum came about 10 o'clock to to look after Elias for a couple of hours why so i could do a run and i just did well I planned on doing an hour, like four miles out, but it was so windy. The first couple of miles, there was a couple of points on that road where it's quite open. It was like stopped me in my track. Like it was like blowing me like backwards. And so I did, I ran half an hour out, but the total run is 57.09. So I obviously came back in 27.09. And look, it was there was a little bit where I did run quicker because at about the six and a half mile point. No, I'll start the story. So at, at the turnaround, this old boy comes past her on a bike. And I think nothing of it. And then about six miles, there's a little hill by a by a park and he'd cut through and he was pushing his bike up the hill. And I thought, well, fair enough. And then the road I run on it's like a shared uh, cycle path path, but it's only narrow enough for like one person really. And it's terrible. Josh, it's the road out to Ketton. It's, yeah, it's that's terrible. Pretty, yeah. And I got to this, well, I got to where this like lay by is and I heard this bell behind me. So I like sort of, moved over to like there's a tiny grass section or you're on the road so i moved over to the tiny grass section like looked over my shoulder expecting his bike to come past and he sort of sat on my shoulder muttering so i like turned my headphone off i was like what's the matter and he was like get off the path i was like where do you want me to go like i can go in the bush or the road or there's cars and you can go in anyway he um he kept muttering and in the end, I think I just told him to, yeah, do one and waved him off. Anyway, it, I picked up. Do you know, do you know what annoys just... me with that? Sorry, go, go back to that. He should be on the road. Yeah, I know. So this is where it become. So it is a cycle path, fair enough, as well. Oh, but there is a lot of bikes on the road because, because of that reason. It's not really a cycle path. Anyway, going up the hill to mine at seven mile mark, I feel him on the road on my shoulder. I was like, he must be smashing it to sort of keep up with me. He like goes a little bit past me. He's on an e-bike. Get on the road, son. Good. Oh, I've had enough of him. Anyway, that's that Sunday um, hour. And that's why it's a bit quick on the way back. I think I've got an adrenaline rush. Anyway, uh, week done. Week three done, 73 miles. So that's three weeks at 70-ish. 
And I think I'm now on 25 days of running in a row. Good. Yes. Consistent. Yep. Um, so that's that. I need to find a park run to do, I think, Shane. Well, it's three in Lincoln, mate. I'm not in Lincoln. I know. Just I'll say that. <laughs> right, yeah. Shane. Um, you go to your week after your depressing week last week. Let's hope for some more positivity this week. <clears throat> so uh, Monday was a solitary sulky run. And then I got back and did the podcast. Although one of the reasons I ran on my own is because we were originally going to record the pod early. So it was like, right, I'll squeeze my run in before. Then you decided to change it last minute. So I was even more sulky because I like, oh, could have run with someone, but ran on my own. But in the end, it's quite a nice little run because I had sort of made it. I made it so I had a couple of get outs in case my abs were quite sore after Trafford. So I had a couple of get outs in case I needed to stop. Uh, so that was 702 pace on the mud. So I'm getting there, Josh. Um, on Tuesday, I. Uh, yeah, we did, did run with the lads. I think Tom did a little bit less. Me and Ron did. Uh, ran about 10-ish miles, 70, 75 easy. Now, I'm getting annoyed because I do a lot of running with Ronnie and his watch keeps two-step in mind. I'm pretty sure on Tuesday he was about a quarter of a mile ahead of mine. I was fuming. So I had to... she thinks right. I don't know. Hopefully, Ronnie's is right, and then I'm getting a better <laughs> training effect. But anyway, so that was annoying. Um, <clears throat> and I'm just very briefly going to cut away from my week to go ahead to the Strava title segment. So Strava titles and what they really mean. So on this run, on my run, I don't tend to title my Strava titles. Uh, you want to read it out, Aaron? Because I'm assuming you're on it and I'm not. Your Strava title? Yeah. Well, then I'll tap the new run. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want me to read? This was a, was a Boz's comment. I'm not there oh. yet. So this Strava status means that you are trying not to be pretentious and create a title. So just use the auto. When in fact, you're gagged to put something like half marathon effort pace with Ronnie. <laughs> so I like that because actually... Um, I am of a breed who don't title their Strava runs. But I will be the first one to admit every now and then when I have a good session, I'm just like, oh, I could title this one. So we all fall victim. This one's on me. Yeah, I will I will just say on, on Strava titles, if I don't title them, when it comes to this podcast, it is impossible to remember the run. I put something in the runs now just so it triggers what I did. Anyway. Well, that's my excuse anyway. That's why I... I mean, I, I remember my four-mile run in Rome pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. <laughs> um, I must admit, the amount of times I've been trying to... Now that you can search on Strava, because you never used to be able to, could you? It was a nightmare. Now that you can, it is quite handy when you remember what a title was. Um, mm. I really st should start titling some of my sessions so I can go back and uh, compare, but... Never mind. Until then, I'll keep trying not to be pretentious. You don't need to compare, mate. And for reference, so so Boz is a listener, and Boz was actually one of the first pioneers of the very popular pub game, Let's Throw Aaron. 
So Wednesday, um, ninety minutes with some surges. So we it was either this or a threshold session, and uh, Tom's preference was with the threshold session, and he bailed after three miles. <laughs> so that was awesome. Um, no, yeah, it was pretty grim actually. Uh, just before we started, I think it was like just. No. Just let's flag this up now. Like Tom, what do you run at Trafford 10k? 30, 20, 30, 30? I think so, yeah. So in reality, like even if Josh is it's Pete, he's only like 30 seconds behind Josh for 10k. And same as you boys, you know, I know well, not on your current showings, but you boys struggle to do well, Tom's has struggled to do four miles at not even a pace near what Josh does his easy runs at. It's incredible. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't get it. And um, just well, built different boys. And then, so the surges, by the way, are two minutes long with four minutes back at easy. Our, our first surge was like five fifteen pace, and I was like, "Oh, this feels quick." <laughs> Um, the rest of them were around about a five minute pace. Um, obviously, I talk about these a lot. I, I love doing surges within long runs. I, I just, I don't know, I think they're great. I probably should start to change this stimulus a little bit though, because my body's starting to get used to it. Um, but Tom originally, so bailed. So where we, where we ran is down a, a disused railway. Uh, to be fair, it was a bit muddy, and I had those Adidas, um, what are they called? The ones with the carbon in. Pro, Adios Pro. Adios Pro, that's I had them on. They're not good on any type of mud at all. <clears throat> so I don't know why I put them on. Anyway, so Tom was like, we we, we were going to come off the path and then sort of go running through some villages and then come back onto the path back down. So Tom was like, oh, I'll just run straight out and I'll I'll meet, I'll run back with you when you get back on the path. No sign of Tom until right at the end when we're like half a mile left and he's walking. <laughs> <laughs> It was like, this is just going to make you worse. But anyway, I don't think he's ran since then, to be fair. Uh, so related, What's wrong with him? Ah, he's got a cold, isn't he? Okay. Uh, so I su- I'm surprised he can get a cold when he's barely at school to get anything off the kids. <laughs> don't tell him that. Anyway, Shay- Josh joined uh, Packed Coffee. Shane joined Bulldog Skincare. So he's obviously <laughs> feeling like he needs some skincare this week. Face face has been a bit dry in the cold weather, so uh, we're gonna uh, gonna jump on some of that. Um, Thursday, I can't remember what I did, but we ran six fifty sevens, ten miles. Oh, I remember that run. That was when. So, I ran snow, wasn't it? Yes, we had snow, but it. I'll be honest, it was full snow for the whole time I was going to be running, and I I just kept putting it off. I was gonna do someone and meet Ron when he was finished work and he was late and I was like I'll just wait and I was like no I need to go so I went and there was like it, it wasn't really that bad for most of my run um it was quite windy until I turned east I honestly couldn't feel my face for that two mile stretch and that was when the snow and it was horizontal it was horrible um so I didn't like that at all. And I tried to run with my buff, just covering my whole face because I could look, I could kind of see through, but there was too many cars. So I thought, I don't want to die. So that was that. On Friday, I did 45 minutes easy from work. Um, so to be fair, I kept it mostly off-road. 
And this week I've actually done quite a bit of mileage off road on trails and mud in the hope that I had some form of adaptation ahead of the intercounties cross country. Cause I was thinking all this snow, it's going to be filthy. Um, but in 45 minutes easy, ran with a client, uh, Nath who listened to the show and actually he's fresh off his new 10 KPB. So we were discussing that Saturday intercounties cross country. It was, it was filthy. And I did not miss cross country at all. Um, but I forgot the pain you get in your legs and then you turn a corner and then you're fine. And you're like, oh, I'm all right. And then you turn another corner and you're absolutely bollocks again. Um, so I was 80th, which to be found, I'm quite happy with that. was fairly solid. I was never going to go and uh, sort of, we had a fairly strong team on paper. So I was more going to, because it's only down the road and just wanted a solid run. And I was also interested to see if, if, doing a sort of undulating cross country, but that I knew was going to be a much slower pace just because of the mud would, would yield the same ailments with my straight stitch. Um, and it didn't, which is good. It was a very slow start, including some walking because it bottlenecked straight away because it was an absolutely stupid start. Um, and then you're already too far back. So I moved through quite well on the sort of the first big lap. It was a small lap and two big laps. And then on this final lap, there's like a long drag that was, you're just looking for footholds, basically. It was proper sapping, thick, horrible mud. Um, so I thought I'll try and go past some people up there. And I started actually to feel my abs tighten up at the bottom of that. So I was like, okay, well, I'll, I won't push too hard. I think because I was going up for so long and probably very, very slowly, it I, I never really got a stitch. So I was quite happy with that. Um, but by the time I'd realised I wasn't going to stitch, I was, my legs were just fucked. <laughs> just could not go anywhere. And then um, you come on one field where you've got actually some green stuff so you can get a bit of speed. Down a hill, back up the hill into the finish. And I was like, with a group, I was like, right, I can have these. I'm feeling pretty comfortable. These all sound way more tired than me. And then we come up this hill through this patch of mud, like where it was like 400 metres to the finish. It was absolutely horrible. Uh, I, in that moment, I was like, I don't think I can move my legs anymore. And I finished and I was like, yeah, I, I just do not miss that at all. Um, it was good fun doing the race and it was obviously nice for me because it wasn't any pressure. I was never going out there to run hard and get a high high finish. Um, so that was nice about it. And we did have a decent team. So that was pretty good. Uh, Is it? There's a picture on Strava, um, on Cam Dockerall's, I think, Strava, of you two working a little bit hard going up a, a hill, I would say. Have you seen that? Hmm. I think I did, yeah. Well, I looked at that picture and I looked at my face and now I was fine. I looked at Cam's face and he looks quite tired. Now, don't go wrong, I was tired. But, yeah, he batted me at the finish. <laughs> so, uh yeah, but anyway, it was a good day out. Um, I didn't do a cool down, to be honest, because it was so muddy and I couldn't really be bothered. I need to get home, do some work. So Sunday morning, got up, did a long run, just two hours easy. Um, oh, my, my cars were killing me and my legs. And it took me a good couple of miles to sort of not 
hurt, um, which I don't actually ever remember being that bad when I used to do cross countries all those years ago. But felt right by the end. So all in all, I did two hours, 17 and a half miles. For the week, I think it was 77 miles. Solid. Hmm. So, can't remember what you said. You're racing next Lincoln, isn't it? Well, I don't. I don't know yet. I am actually in for Wilmslow half. Oh yeah, that was the one. But I'm not sure whether I should do it or not because that will be basically what's 13 days, isn't it? So that would have been two weeks yesterday. And have you done Wilmslow before, either of you two? I did it in about 2010. No, I've never done it. I, I ran, it. I think I had 66 high, just got beat by Dave. Did, Dave Nor- Did I beat Dave Norman or Dave Norman beat me? Something like that. Dave probably beat you. There's a hill at about 10, is there? 10, 11? I don't know. I've heard it's like not flat, which doesn't bother me, but obviously it's people normally run quick on there. And obviously originally I entered because if I can get under 66, I could see if I could enter Valencia. But I'm I'm not sure I'll get I'm not sure I'll get through it. So I'm I'm really um yeah, I don't really know if it's worth going up there to run three or four miles, get a stick. You came tenth there and you ran sixty seven oh six. There you go. That was a PB, I think. Did I beat Dave or did Dave beat me? Results taking a little while to load. Okay. I'll I know come back to you. I know Tom Cornthwaite. I was with him at ten K and he celebrated a 10k pb at the 10k chip lap <laughs> like proper celebrated D- dave beat you yeah he, he was running seventh good group he's by the looks of it yeah gaz raven he was just ahead of me i think yeah anyway so martin williams was also there so strava leaderboard jasper flash he's back he's back doing 160 mile weeks so poor kieran again with his poor 130 mile effort is in second. So um yeah, disappointing that Kieran, isn't it? James McDonald, not really seen his name up there, 125 miles, solid. And then scrolling down to solid podcasts, um, stalwarts in eighth and ninth and Josh and Brady. And then Christine Watermelon, twenty-seventh, and I think Rachel well, first, and then Rachel McGuinness, 85 miles. So, so yeah, there was uh, climbing is now listed for me. And somebody called Want Kudin did 16,000 feet last week. And he's got a registered trademark as his name. So, um, from Malaysia, I reckon that's legit elevation. Well, yeah, I looked at some of the people he follows and it's, it does, he does look. But yeah, kind of legit. So we'll keep no, them in. No one cares about elevation, though. Go to the important oh. one. Nah, we don't need to talk about average pace. You, you didn't. You came second. Stuart McDougall, B- top. B- I see old Dan Hamilton not learned his lessons. And he's come straight back at six oh threes. He's on the Bob Project now. I thought he was injured. No, no, he he got cramp, I think, or something. Yeah, he, he had a oh, week yeah. off. Right. <laughs> Let's go. You've done your Strava. So, so we'll go to the listener question from Steve Jenkins. He said, I saw Josh do a special block at the weekend. What does this mean? As it, is it something I should be doing if I'm looking at running 
245 at London. Josh, do you want to describe what it means? What do you know? <laughs> I, I mean, I can I can tell you what I think it is. I think Shane will probably give you a more scientific answer. Um, so basically, it's two sessions in the same day. Um, I, and I don't think it's, it's that specific in the sense of you have to do it a certain way. So it's um, Canova sort of uh, philosophy, I guess is the right word. Um, mm. So yeah, so you're basically going out in the morning, you're sort of doing a hard effort, and then you're doing, it doesn't have to necessarily be the same thing in the morning, in the evening. So for example, I think one of the ones he does is like, uh, like 18 mile hilly, um, like hilly run in the morning, like a decent pace. And then in the evening, like two by 10K or something like that. Um or K reps, I've seen him do. Yeah, okay. Do yeah, exactly. yeah. So yeah, there's quite a few different variations of it. I th- I guess the the science behind it is just getting your body used to running when you're tired, um, a decent lick. That's my that's about as scientific as I'll get. So I mean, the answer: Do you need to do it to run two forty five? I mean, I don't think you need to do it full stop. I think it would be my honest answer. I think it's something which. If it works for you, then do it. Absolutely. You don't know until you try it. Um, I don't know if it'll work for me, but we'll soon find out. Mm, yeah, I think that's a good answer. I, from what I know, I, to be fair, I don't think there is much science to it. Definitely, as you say, it's a Canova thing. Uh, the idea is it's like it's a, it's a super compensation day. So it, you just make a day really high load. And if you bolster a, in and around it, Chicane is why I get confused that Josh can actually do what he can do. The idea is you're meant to bolster around it with like quite a lot of rest or easy stuff so that you actually, so you adapt from it. So it's almost like massive stimulus in one day, but not in one go. Um, recover from it and good adaptation. That's the idea. I think as Josh said, do you need to do it? No. Um, do you, should you do it? If you want to, I think again, if if having a runner of any ability, uh, especially if they take care of their own running, is in a good position to experiment with things they do or don't enjoy. I think that's another element of it. If you do it safely, be aware of what you're doing. Um, give it a go, but by all means, it for a lot of people, it's probably more likely going to have a negative effect in terms of marathon performance than positive, just on the basis of. I think you really, really, really have to listen to your body. That's mm. my take on it. And I'll add a small bit to it. So I know, I think there's a lot of talk around double threshold days at the moment as well. And this isn't a double threshold day. It's completely different. No. Double threshold yeah, days exactly. can be done a lot more often um, because they're a lot more, oh, they're a lot shorter and kind of, yeah, more more controlled. These these typically Canova has a special period. Is that what he calls it? A special period of like I think it's six to eight weeks, depending on yeah, there's loads of let's run forms four, four about six. It. I think it's longer. He he seems to change it. But with both of them, you need to be disciplined. And it's I think with with both of them as well, it's not pace, it's intensity. Because threshold pace is usually well if you're doing k's at threshold intensity you can usually run quicker than threshold pace 
you sort of work to lactate or or heart rate. Um, but I think the key to it, and maybe where you slightly got it wrong, potentially, I don't know because we don't have any data on it on you, is you potentially weren't disciplined enough in that second run to keep it at maybe marathon intensity although you have said it did feel quite easy so maybe it was maybe it was your marathon intensity but that's the only thing on 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 those is i think they they're good for teaching you efficiency at marathon pace on tired legs and that's what you really need to to learn is that discipline because as you know josh it's far too easy on race day on marathon race day to just go that little bit too hard because it feels so easy and if you've learned that discipline in training, you're just a bit better at going, I know yeah. this is probably a bit silly. But, that, but yeah. do you know what? That, that's what I did in 2021. I knew, because you'd done it so much in training, I knew that like that group I was with, was, I was, this is just a bit hot for me. You mm. can just you have a lot of discipline to let them go. But um, The only thing I'll add on to that as well is, or Rob messaged me afterwards, because I said, actually, I felt pretty good in the evening. And... Uh, I spoke to a couple of people who have not coached by Rob, but have done similar. Um, and they sort of said exactly how I felt. You kind of, you're not looking forward to that run in the evening. Like you're quite, I wouldn't say worried, but just apprehensive. Cause you're like, I'm pretty tired and you've got to go and do it again. So you put that run off, you put it off, you put it off. As soon as you get going at any sort of pace, you feel really, really actually a lot better than you think. Um, and everybody I've spoke to who's done it said exactly the same thing, which is quite interesting. Did they all? Um, inter- did, I'm, I'm, this is just a genuine question. Did they all run? Did they tell you any specifics? Did they run quicker than um, what their marathon pace came out at, or did they run? I don't know that specifics, but I know they said they found the e- evening easier than the morning. I wonder um, if there's also an element of like. Um, <laughs> neurological activation I, I i don't know if there is or isn't but i don't know if you've ever had it where you've been in the gym and you've done like a hard gym session and i used to sometimes have quite good sessions that day even though i was knackered but it was almost like my body switched on from what i've done in the morning that makes yeah. a bit of sense i guess the same principle as a shakeout i guess yeah yeah and people in champs you know can back up race you know, 5k day after each other. I've known people to to PB the day after a hard 5k. So I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, I liked it. I I would definitely do it again. Cool. Right, let's go to some news. I'll start off with a marathon. Nagoya Women's Marathon was in Japan this weekend gone and it was Ruth Chepengetic who won in 218.08. I feel like I said her name the other week for a marathon, so Maybe. I can't have. Surely not. But yeah, another super fast women's marathon from, from Ruth. I think Molly Sider was meant to to do this, wasn't she? But she pulled out in the week with an an injury. So is the quite is the qualifying time two twenty four for for Paris or two twenty I think two twenty four. So. It? it depends, I suppose which country you live in, which we'll come to in a second. I think I'll go to it now because there's been lots of talk. Well, I say there's been lots of talk. I've been talking about a lot. Um, 
about UK's selection strategy, which came out probably a couple of weekends ago now. And as Shane said, he wasn't really, didn't really realise it's changed much. And I don't think people have really twigged that it has changed much. But by the sounds of it, they're going to be taking smaller squads than they have been. And they've already been taking smaller squads. And the the sort of thing I've heard is it's going to be potential medalists um, rather than yeah so you you could in theory hit the hit the qualifying time that they've set which is often harder than IAAF standard and they still won't take you and as I was saying to Shane before this call I in my moaning nature would kind of love to be in this situation because I would love to take them to court because I can't see how they can how they can do it because if IAAF has set a standard and you've hit it and the, the quota for your team hasn't been filled, it's not your fault that you're born in Britain or any country. So surely you can argue from a human rights perspective that they're limiting your chances of competition because they are. They're, they're stopping people having careers because if you go to the Olympic Games, whether you're a medalist or you're coming... 60th the sponsorship and the press and the opportunities you get off the back of that are phenomenal so i don't quite understand how they're doing it anyway aw said that they put up a poll asking the public what their opinion was and apparently 72 percent said they want teams as big as possible 3% 3% said small select squads. So that's obviously Jack Buckner and his mates. And 25% said somewhere in between. I'd love to know who these 28% are who don't want full teams because I'm yet to meet anybody who disagrees with sending full teams. The only reason I can think, and I know I'm ranting, the only reason I can think that why you wouldn't send a full team is financial implications on the governing body if that's the case say to the athletes pay your own way and i'm sure they would because the money you know the the spot their sponsors probably help out or whatever anyway what are your thoughts well you, well, you well, missed- whilst i was going to say just quick just quickly whilst you were looking aaron i just looked i know we've got a few women that have run the time do you know the last time a man run ran our standard for the marathon. Yeah, well, Mo Farah and, and Steve Jones, is it not? Mo Farah and Callum. Callum's run it as well. But What's you're standard? Going back to, so, for world champs this year, it's 2940. No. Olympics. For, uh, oh, Olympics is faster, actually. The, I don't think they've published it yet. I thought um, it's two. Well, well, now they're saying medalists. Two eight something. Now yeah, they're no, saying medalists. We, well, you're yeah. talking 202. <laughs> yeah. It's it's bonkers, and and you said this earlier, Aaron, when we were waiting for Josh, that well, at some point, like it's gonna it's gonna fall victim to itself because if you're looking for medal medal opportunities, sorry, if you're looking for um, taking anyone who's who's a medal prospect, as you said, who's gonna medal at their first games? Yeah, 
so, look at Mo Farah. Mo Farah, there was a couple of champs he did where he, I don't think he made the final of his first 5k champs. You think, what are they hoping that everyone's just going to, like, we're going to have Keely Hodgkinson, Keely Hodgkinson's in every event? Yeah. Right, it's just a bit, like, there's some events that are, like, have a, a lower standard or a harsh competition. Like, you got to take athletes for development reasons, surely. Um, yeah, and obviously sponsorship. I mean, and maybe the argument behind the sponsorship is what is it still? Are we still going to be an amateur sport? So, and are we just trying to be traditional and British and shoot ourselves That's, in the foot? But if if the athletes don't want it and the fans of the sport don't want it, how can UKA go ahead with it? Is my I just don't who who can stand up to them because it's. I don't quite understand it. I don't get it. Well, even off that, even off that poll, you say who are these twenty-eight percent of people? I don't matter. The the fact is, the overwhelming majority of people, yeah, significantly are against it. So, don't enforce that. And we know, we know the British public get things wrong. So, if they're getting it right, Brexit was basically fifty-fifty, and uh, that went ahead. So, (laughs) anyway, um, let's go back to some some running news. There was a couple of other races uh, abroad this weekend. I'll start in the Spanish town of Laredo. I think that's, yeah, the, the Villa de, Re- de Laredo, because there's a couple of Brits out there, which will come to in a second. But Aragawi took the win in the men's in 26.33, which I think is the second fastest yeah. ever 10K on the roads. Um, nine k solo. I read. Yeah, that's It is incredible. Um, but from a British point of view, Tom Mortimer ran twenty eight seventeen to run a, a big PB, uh, finishing third overall. And then, yeah, imagine finishing third, twenty eight seventeen, and the guys are like six hundred meters up the road. <laughs> Ellis Cross was tenth in twenty nine oh eight. The women's event. Uh, Zaina Jemitai Yego, I think, took the win. She ran a PB of 31.03 to beat Miriam Chibet. So, yeah, quick times in Spain. And then Lisbon half, which, again, we had some Brits running. Did you get any feedback on the conditions, Josh? Um, Only that it was a little bit warm the last sort of 10K. Yeah. So, Otherwise, it was pretty, pretty, pretty good. Nibrit Malak took the win in 59-6 on the men's side and Almaz Ayana uh, 65-30 to win the women's race. And then on the British side, uh, Wayne Gebrselassie ran 64-31. He was the quickest. Josh Griffiths, 65. There's 65-40 here. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was 30-something. Um and then on the women's side, Lily Partridge, 71.44, Steph Twell, 73.08, and Anna Bracegirdle, 75.36. Where should we go next, boys? Into counties? Quite, uh, closer on the road. Ben Connor ran, I think, 65.10 at Elche, half marathon. Oh, you did say that. Which is just around and the it, corner from me. You said it was but very windy. It was pretty windy, yeah, it was. We had a quick look at his splits to try and see what was going on. It looks like every time he turned into the wind, it was a struggle, to say the least. Inter-counties, 
So, intercounties, which Shane said, were at Presswold Hall in Loughborough. The the men's was won by Mohammed Mohammed. So good they named him twice. And the women's was Grace Carson took the win. So, Mohammed, who ran the World Cross in Australia, he's just supreme on the mud, isn't he? He pulled away from Tom Evans and Jack Gray, who finished second and third in the end. Did you Could you see Mohammed up front? Shane? Well, when I looked, had opportunity to look over, I was like, oh, the front of the race isn't actually too far away. When I watched the stream back, it was just that the group broke away pretty much straight away. Uh, Finn McNally leading the charge with no number. Um, and then, yeah, I think the first time they went up the long hill, Mohammed Mohammed just, just looks like he's winning on tarmac, just pulled away. Yeah, it's and then, incredible. Steve Vernon used to be like that on the mud, didn't he? He just used to be able to like glide across it like it didn't sap him at all. Yeah, it's bar- it's barmy. It's really impressive. And then on the women's side, I said Grace Carson took the win 15 seconds ahead of Gemma Steele, who I believe fell at some point, so did well to get up and finish second. That rounds off cross-country pretty much for the season. So road relays up next and then people moving slowly towards track spring is in the air then we'll cover a couple of last couple of road races Uh, Inverness Half Marathon which I think was the Scottish Champs Fraser three men under 66 minutes Fraser Stewart 65-24 took the win and Finola Ross no, no. Natasha Phillips took the win ahead of Fanola Ross in seventy-one fifty-three. There's some quick times up in Scotland, which would, I imagine was pretty breezy if it was down here, because it was for Paddock Wood Half where Josh Grace took the win in sixty-five fifty-one. I don't know if you've spoken to him, Josh, but he said I think he said the last couple of miles were pretty brutal in the in the wind. Uh, I only spoke to him about his vapor flies, and he's a big fan. He wore the freeze, did he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, but he's a fanboy like you, isn't he? It's got a Nike swoosh on it. It's like the best thing since sliced bread. True. Sliced bread wasn't that impressive, was it? Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Um, Chelsea Baker, no, Chelsea Baker took the win 75-38. She was almost five minutes clear of, of seconds. So good solo run from her. Lastly, 10K up in Chester. Uh, it was like a British Masters competition, I think. Uh, Johnny Mellor won't like me saying, but he's a vet 35, so he took the, the Masters win. <laughs> no, he took the, he took the win in 29-20, ahead of Omar Ahmed, 29-36. And Charlie Holson, who I think just turned 30, so he's closing in on a vet uh, in 30-09 for third. On the women's side, I'm not going to say anything about age to the women. I know how much they like that. Kirsty Langley took the win in 35-33, ahead of Carla Davies in 35-41, and Joanna Marsden in 36-40. So, yeah, decent decent 10K up there in Chester. I'm not actually sure what's coming up now. We can't move into March, apart from Wilmslow half. There'll be Reading half at some point soon. Is that this weekend? Reading... Reading is three weeks out from London, which I think is the end of this month. Okay, so probably a week after next is Reading. 
there'll be a few half marathons coming up somewhere. Um, road relays, is the Northerns soon. They'll be March. You're not going to team, weekend. Sorry. You're not got a 12 stage team this year, Shane. <laughs> Managed to scrape together a four stage team for cross relays. I think actually Nationals is the day of Manchester Marathon. Nationals. Uh, Nationals yeah. is, yeah. Yeah, so, so the week before London, 19th. Yeah. And I, I think that will mean Northerns is probably what, like two weeks before. Not to well, Easter's in between, so Easter's the weekend before, so maybe the weekend, the first week. It's usually end of March, first weekend of April, isn't it? But yeah, we we won't get a team because even when like there's not spring races, marathons that clash, we we still don't get a team together. So, and even when we we did get a team, I went out to Blackpool <laughs> all together, stayed in that lovely oh, hotel. It. Yeah, because I think Northerns is at red car. And I I'm just point blank refused to do a long leg at red car because it will literally be like four miles. Red car, on a motor- red car. Red car. <laughs> there was a lot of red cars in red car. So um yeah, I was like, I'm not doing that because we won't have enough team to put me on a short leg. So But yeah, road relays will be the next sort of club thing, won't they? And then then we're looking at marathons, spring marathons. And then yeah, so Bright, Brighton's up first, first weekend of April. And then, as you said, Manchester to London and the likes of Rotterdam, Hamburg. The the thing I was saying about relays, even when we do get a team, do you remember Blackpool? And we we had Lucian, very new to the sport, and he went the wrong way. So even when we have a good team and get a team out, we still don't medal because... Were we fourth that year? Yeah. I think Emil Cress, that was one of his first performances. No, that was the year before. Um, I actually put Emil away on leg one. No, I'm talking at Blackpool, he, he put some time in us for leads. Anyway, what's coming up in your life next week, Joshua? Running? Um, we've got Johnny Hopkins coming on Wednesday. Then we are at full capacity in the house. <laughs> Um, I've got a big session, a couple, yeah, a couple of big sessions this week. Um, so that's it, really. Um, how many, at the minute, how many more weeks are you there? Um, I come back this so this week and then two more. So another three. Yeah, basically. That's a very odd way of saying three weeks. <laughs> well, I don't know when people listen, what day they listen to. Okay, sure. fair enough. I'll let you off. Um, so yeah, I'm just trying to focus on uh, recovering really at the minute. So I'm I'm getting physio once a week. Um, I'm in the normal tech every day. How's your visualization of two eleven going? Well, I've stood at the finish line waiting for it for about two minutes. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, uh, to be fair, Sunday the first one, I was just like, I just want to get out of the wind. The second one, I yeah, I I did. I was getting a little bit excited. I can't lie. Imagine Josh. Imagine if you you ran two oh eight or whatever, hit the qualifying stand. They didn't take you because you're not a medical. <laughs> I'd cry. <laughs> yeah, and Josh only wants the kit. So <laughs> exactly, Shane. Same question to you. What's going on? 
Uh, I have a deadline to hit for an assignment, so I'm going to be at my desk all week. Sounds fun. Mm. What about you, Aaron? Any more birthday parties this week? No, Jenny's back on Friday night late, so I've just got to survive another four days of of solar. The worst thing is I just make such a mess everywhere. I just don't quite understand how it happens. I mean, obviously Eliza gets every toy on the planet out and plays for them all, but yeah, I just leave stuff around. That's what my mum was for. She used to be good at picking up stuff after me. And yeah, the what I suppose Jenny's come back on Friday night, so Friday's going to consist of cleaning the house up of all the state it's in. Um, so I might have to get a mum to come over and help me out. So that's probably the main purpose of the week. Yeah, I'm just going to try and not get ill because I think it's going to be a pretty tough, tough week. Like even today was a struggle to fit the run in. And I felt so tired on it. So just got to make sure I don't overdo things when I'm just a little bit tired this week. So, right, let's close that there. Catch you next week, boys. Yeah, bye, bye.